2: Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane. Here, welcome to Welcome everybody. This is Gary,
3: and uh, Dr. Dane can't be here today, so I have as my co-host Ann Maxwell, who is in the you know the show, the Creme de la Creme. So she's going to help me with this one, and thanks for being here, Ann. Okay, so everybody, today our topic is, do you think you are your things? You know, it's like, this came about as a result of actually working with some people who started talking about how they were hoarding stuff, and how they, you know, it's like they couldn't believe that they could part with any of the things that they had. So I said, you know what, you need to, you know, uh, you need to... To make sure that you get clarity about where, you know, where things leave off and you begin. Yeah. You know, I know that you, you work a lot with kids. Do you find that, that there are kids that sort of come in with this thing of trying to hold on to all their stuff?
4: A lot of kids come in with this thing of trying to hold on to all their stuff. And a lot of times what I find is that they've, they're mirroring or mimicking um, other people in their family who also hold on to stuff. But the other thing that I found is that when they're given the um, possibility that they don't have to do that anymore and they could actually turn out of it and get let it go they 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 are happy to do that, and they do it really quickly they don't take nearly as long as grown ups do right. yes, but children always
3: let go of things easier than we do
4: right I've been doing a bars class today, and there's a baby in the class, and it's just such an amazing energy to have. A being in there who is so willing to drop anything that isn't working for him instantly um, in favor of uh, choosing something else, right? And And so in this reality, we call it being distracted. distract yeah. your babies but what if that's not actually what's going on what if they're just choosing and choosing and choosing and choosing and choosing just like that and it's like junk 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 and it's so cool for the grown-ups to see how fast it can happen
0: <laughs>
3: yeah i know it was very interesting cuz one time i was doing a session over the phone with this lady in los angeles and i it's like i'm talking to her and i'm asking her questions and it's like i'm getting one answer in my right hand and a second answer in my left hand and she's going and i and it's like and i went Are you conflicted about this? And she goes, no, not at all. (laughs) I go, but I'm getting a yes on one side and a no on the other. And I said, so I asked her a couple more questions. I kept getting the yes and the no on different hands. And sometimes they'd be the same. But it's like both hands would react at the same time. And it's like I could feel this energy. And I said, are you pregnant? And she goes, (laughs) how did you know? And I said, because awesome. I'm giving two answers and that's usually only happening if there's a baby in there. And she that's went, oh my God, I haven't told anybody I'm pregnant. I haven't even told the father that I'm pregnant yet. I said, well, I hate to tell you, but your baby is telling people that you're pregnant. So you, <laughs> know, you might as well get over your point of view. So it's very interesting that, you know, like people, you know, beings come into a body and they have points of view. And it's like, well, whether you're talking about you know, a kid or whether you're talking about a baby, it's like they come in with points of view. But they right. sure as hell mimic everybody else. So how much of your hoarding and all the stuff you're holding on to that you've decided is actually you is based on mimicking somebody else's point of view? Whoa, everything that is times a godzillion. We just try and create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock all night, choice boys, and beyonds.
4: I can be your pod pocker, too.
3: Okay, good. That would be great. Thank you. I bought it for me. Hey, uh, so I know that you just moved. You know, you moved from a house you had been in. Uh, you know, for a long time.
4: I I did. We were there for 18 years, and the house was bursting at the seams. And I spent two weeks and went through literally room by room. And I'm not that methodical. But one room after another got cleared, I would do, like, several rooms all at the same time, little bit, little bit, little bit. And, and it was amazing to, uh, to see the house begin to breathe again and, and me begin to breathe again. And, and the hoarding thing, it's the deal of, like, never letting go of anything, always keeping it. No, I, I, maybe one day I'll use this. Or, yeah, I might I, need it. Huh? I might need it. I might need it, I might need it someday. And then the, the piles get higher and higher and the garage got fuller and the crawl space got fuller and the closets got fuller and the drawers got fuller. And, and I, we hauled away um, like garbage bags and boxes to Goodwill and all this kind of stuff. And I am so, I'm in such a different space now. I'm so much lighter now because I, and, and there's still another layer that I can go through and let go of. But what I'm realizing, what I get now is that I, I, even some of the things that I chose to hang on to, I think, you know, I really could actually let those go. That's not a, you know, that's not a requirement. That's not a benefit to me right now. It's not expanding my life. And so.
3: You won't cease to exist. So. (laughs) Exactly. you You know, what have you made so vital about your things that you think you'll cease to exist if you get rid of them? Everything that is times of godzillion, we just try and create it all, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine. Shorts boys math. Yeah, I always find it so interesting that people think it's vital to hold on, you know, to stuff.
4: Well, and then and and it's almost like those um, the, the stuff that gets handed down from generation to generation to generation. Oh, I can't let go of this because it was my grandmother's, or it was my mother's, or it had this meaning for this particular family member. It had this meaning in my life way back when. And it's like, really? I, I, I don't find myself um, uh, bound by that anymore.
3: Yeah. And
4: it's the That's ties cool. that bind. I mean, you guys have talked about that a lot, but, but, but what if they actually don't? It, what oh, if you can choose something different, right?
3: Yeah. Years ago, it's like when I was like 17, this, my aunt gave me a spinning wheel that had been in a box since, you know, for like 50 years already. And it was dated 1789. So it's like, we're talking, you know, like American Revolution practically times. <laughs> uh, and it's like, I'm going, uh, okay, so, we, you know, what are we going to do here? Uh, you know, what am I going to do with this spinning wheel? So I put it all together. and I put it in my front hallway, and I had it there for about three years. And it's like, and it collected dust, and I dusted it, and it collected dust, and I dusted it, and I, collect, and I went, you know what? I am never going to spend wool. Right. Why the hell am I holding on to this? My aunt had it in a box for 50 years. What makes me think I'm going to do anything with this? So I took it to an antique dealer I knew and I sold it. You know, and she sold it for more money and that was great. I was really happy for her because you know what? I didn't want or need the thing anymore and I was trying to make myself hold on to it because it was a family item. Just Crazy crazy yeah.
4: stuff yeah uh, and, and yeah and that it, it really like the stuff that you hang on to what if what, what if that has a lot to do with family and the meaning of family and everything that family is to you and be, because for me it felt like a betrayal if I let go of something that was my mom's or my grandma's or my dad's or my somebody's and and, and that's just one of those other lies that we get that we buy that we get bought and sold um that's actually not true, right? It's not a betrayal to let go of. What if it's not a betrayal to let go of stuff? And what if the stuff actually wants to go? <laughs> what if it doesn't want to sit in a closet collecting dust? What if it w- would rather be someplace where it would be appreciated and yeah. admired? I, mean, yeah. years
3: ago, I I was an ant and you know, was an antique dealer, And so it's like people would call me up and say, I you know, I'd like you to come out and, and look at my grandmother's antiques. And I'd go out and I'd look at him and I'd go, oh, my God, this is so ugly. The only reason it survived all these years was the fact that it was put away in a cupboard someplace and nobody looked at it. I mean, just because it's old doesn't mean it's great. I'm sorry, there are some ugly things out there. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things I do when I retire is I'm going to start my own antiques, you know, antique show. It's going to be called Antique Roadkill. I'm going to take things and I'm going to, you know, like smash them on the road because that would be funny for me. <laughs> you know, and have everybody run over them and stuff because they're just so, you know.
4: There's some hideous stuff that got built a long time ago. Just, uh, right. Just because it's old doesn't mean that it's valuable. And there's some really lovely stuff that got built and made and crafted and created a long time ago. But just because yeah. it's old doesn't mean that it's, that it's worth hanging on to. Right?
3: Exactly. Well, you know, it's like I've just seen so many, you know, it's like. This friend of mine had, he, he used to talk about, he'd say, well, let's go out to these antique shops. i go, okay, let's go. And he goes, go, oh, it's a junk teak mall. <laughs> you know, I said, what do you mean? He says, well, I mean, they should have, you know, they should have sent this to the landfill. He called them land malls and junk teak malls. So they should have taken them to the landfill and left them there centuries ago. And it's just like. It's very funny when you look at that and you see how these, you know, how people have just, you know, held on to stuff. And they go to garage sales and they buy something for a nickel and they try to sell it for $2. And it's like, wow, you know what? It would have been better to just get rid of this darn thing. But people always have a funny way of looking at it. So everything you've done to make it vital to hold on to things you got for fear you won't have enough, for fear that you, you know, And we all know that fear is an implant. And for fear that, you know, you'll need it someday, we destroy it and create it all. riding on good and bad, pot and pock, all night, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Well, apparently there's a lot of people out there holding on to stuff they don't need.
4: (laughs) There is so much of that holding on to stuff that people don't need because there there is a – there were people that, uh, and then I was wondering about where this stuff was all going to go. And as soon as I asked questions, people yeah. started showing up in my life. And, and a lot of, uh, there, were, there was one particular group that got a ton of stuff from us that they, that, that they really benefited from. And, and she said, the woman said to me, it was a grandmother and then her extended family, and they got furniture and they got all kinds of pots and pans and dishes and, and like a ton of stuff bedding, like all kinds of things and um, all kinds of dog stuff. And she said, is um, change hard for you? And I said, well, change is only hard if you think that it's hard. But if you're, if your point of view that change is about opening up new doors and new possibilities and being able to have um, different choices, then no, it's not hard. And she said, I don't think I followed you. I don't think I could um, repeat what you just said, <laughs> but I know that I have a really hard time letting go of things that everybody in her family went, yeah, she really does. And, and my sense is that her house is just a collection of stuff that she gets from other people, right?
3: Yeah, I'm sure it is because a lot of people do that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we got somebody on hold of Vanessa with a we question. Do. Can we, you know, can we answer your question for you, Vanessa?
5: Hi. Hi. Right. Um, thank you for uh, answering my call. Um, I'm about to. Uh, I'm. I'm in my fourth marriage, and uh, we're about to uh, retire and uh, move from California to another state. And we are undecided about um, either buying an RV and and going and uh, touring around the United States, or going back to our hometown and building a house. But we have all this stuff, and we just Keep going back and forth, don't know where to start what to do with stuff we want to hang on to and stuff we don't want to hang on to or what if we need it later. and I, yeah. I well, was just.
3: This is what I would recommend. I just I just moved from California to Texas because I could get you know like five times the amount of house for the money I could afford to buy a house at in California. I can get a house five times that size in Texas for the same amount of money. So I moved to Texas, and it's like, and I was working full time, and I didn't have time to go through all this junk I had, and and so I just had everything moved, and luckily I had other people who would like pack it all up and stuff, and so it was all sent here, and then I went through about fifty boxes, going, oh my God, I should have thrown this stuff away before, I should have gotten rid of this years ago. I can't believe I held on to all this crap. Oh, my God, I'm stupid. (laughs) So so what I would recommend is go through the stuff and go, okay, so if I don't have this in 10 years, will my life be hell? Uh. And that's what I did when I got here. I went, okay, will I need this in the next 10 years, yes or no? And And it was amazing the number of things I didn't need And so I got rid of a lot of stuff, and I gave it to thrift stores and stuff. And then what I noticed is I still had a whole bunch of stuff. And I said, okay, so what of this do I need? Do I really need this? Yes, no, no. Okay, good. Then I went through a bunch of other stuff, and I go, what do I need to do with this? And I started selling stuff. And it's like I pared down by half. But I made the mistake of moving it first. Be smarter than me, please. Get rid of it first, then move. Right. You know, what if it's stuff
5: what? That, uh, I mean if you don't it know where you from, want to go? Hey,
3: if you don't know whether you want to go, it's like where you want to go, I'd say absolutely go through all the stuff, go, do I really need this? Is this vital to my life? Will I cease to be or is it impossible for me to replace? There is almost nothing that is impossible to replace. It's like the funny part about it is I had my daughter helping me and she threw away three items that were really good. They were worth about $2,000. And it's like, but I let her go through the stuff instead of going through it myself because I was getting lazy. So you got you to gotta know what's going to work for you. That was a mistake I made. Don't make my mistakes, please. <laughs> but do, here, run this, run this on you and your husband. Put this on a loop and listen to this for a few days, you know, three or four days before you start the process. What have I made so vital to me that if I don't have it, I'll cease to exist? and everything that is, times of God's when we just don't create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and girls. Put that on a loop, listen to it nonstop for three or three to five days, and then see how you feel about it. You'll have it a whole lot easier time. And I'd say go travel and find out where you wanna live. Because there's beautiful places everywhere. And you, know, you just have to find something that feels like you to you.
5: Okay, great, thank you so much.
3: You're so welcome. Okay, and we also have Hannah from San Francisco.
5: Dana. <laughs> Hi, Gary. It's Dana. Dana. Sorry. Hi, Dana. <laughs> okay. Hi Ann. Hi, Gary. Hi, Dana. Hi. This is awesome. I was just watching one of Ann's specialty TV shows yesterday. So how uh, <laughs> did I get so okay that you were both on the show today? Um, awesome. funny. So you guys are talking about moving, and we're talking about moving. So Gary, I'm looking at moving um, out of my apartment in San Francisco or letting that go and I've been there four years but the rents have changed so much in four years so there's a lot of um, couple things like all that fear that people come up with about leaving a place because all the rest of the rents are like the inventory and the rents are so high and um, like I don't have anything lined up and I honestly don't have the cash for like the traditional way you would move into a new place And yet, there's something in that about letting that place go that seems really expansive.
3: Well, do you have to do it now? Um, And if you let it go, do you have to move out?
5: Hmm. Say that again.
3: (laughs) If you let it go, do you have to move out?
5: If I let it go, do I have to move out? Uh, That's interesting. Okay, Um, so...
3: We can talk more about this, but we're going to have to go to a break. Okay. So let's go to a break, and then we will come back, and we'll talk some more about this because we can talk about the idea of letting go without getting rid of
4: Cool.
3: Awesome. Okay? All right. So we're going to go to a break, and we'll be back shortly, folks, with uh, Access Conscience on the Voice America Empowerment Station. And thank you, Ann, for being on here with me, and we'll talk some more.
4: All right. Sounds great
6: live up to your fullest potential this is the voice america empowerment
1: channel what would you say if i told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys' class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
6: When you're pondering the big questions like, Is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? and how do i make more money where do you go for information and tools check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com accessconsciousness.com has books dvds instant video and audio downloads online classes and so much more subjects include abuse changing your body recovery raising children business techniques tools to generate more money How to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At AccessConsciousness.com you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. AccessConsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy and glory. Go to AccessConsciousness.com to learn more.
2: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome to the world.
4: Hello,
3: Hi, it's here. Gary and with Ann Maxwell, and we're back talking about uh, holding on to stuff.
4: Holding on to stuff and letting go of stuff.
3: Yes. So Dana, we were yes. talking before the break. Um, so, it's like the thing about looking at, you know, it's like when you look at an apartment and you, you know, you've been there for a long time and the rents and all that kind of stuff, everything like it this. it's like sometimes what you have to look at is, have I outgrown this place?
5: Have you? Uh, yes, I've definitely outgrown it. And I just launched a new, my new business. It's literally been a month. So, there's just a lot of changes going on.
3: Okay, good. So, just because you have to change, does that mean you have to move?
5: Um, Not necessarily, except that (laughs) I created launching my business without any capital, so the the money's just been tight. It's showing up, and clients are showing up. Just it's it's not with as much ease as I would like right now. So, you know, the apartments one of those areas that I guess I'm just looking at.
3: Okay, so what if you looked at the, the apartment from the point of view of, okay, what could I change here that would make all of this easier?
5: Cool.
3: And everything doesn't allow that. time to <laughs> guys. you guys, it's not great at all.
5: Yes.
3: Yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine choice boys, means. I noticed that you said I have decided. I what
5: did. What question oh. is
3: I have decided?
5: What did I say? What did I say? I decided to do.
3: You said I've decided to move out of this apartment.
5: Oh, okay. I didn't even know I said that. Wow.
3: I know, but that's the problem most of us make is we don't realize what we say or how we think about things. You know, it's like, are you thinking about moving because you think you're stressed about money because of the new business?
5: Uh, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely part of it, and the other part is uh, my body keeps asking to be closer to water, like with a water view and as close to water yeah. as it can get. So, also wanting to gift that to my body.
3: Okay, well you could put a, get a, go get a couple of five gallon bottles <laughs> of water put them next to your body. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so all the decisions, judgment, computations, and conclusions you're using to make this stressier than it needs... We just try to create all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay, now starting a business and being stressed about it is called normal.
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay, you know, it's like, let's see, and you didn't start a new business, did you?
4: <laughs> I was I just like blanked out after you said that yes, I did start a new business I started several new businesses and 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 I moved and i'm um, I'm ending a relationship that I've been in with for a long that I've been in for a long time and and this reality says that I should be totally stressed out and and I'm finding that I'm actually not <laughs> and it's just it's really um and and Dana when you were talking about about uh, sort of, come, it's almost like figuring out what you were going to do now mm-hmm. that, the, now that right, it's like the reference points are disappear and then you come up with a plan or whatever, even though you didn't mm-hmm. say that, that was the energy of it. And, and every time I would do that, I would get like, I would contract again. And when I would um, not do that and ask questions like we're talking about, everything happened with such ease. We put our house on the market and um, on Monday, after cleaning, clearing out mountains of stuff, and we, we're under contract now with an offer that's 10% more than our asking price, right? <laughs> and, it, and, and, and that was all from just asking questions. And so th- the thing that I keep getting in all of this with change is that it never turns out the way I think it's going to. And, and when I get out of the way and don't have conclusions and answers and ask questions, it is so much better than anything I could have planned or imagined, right? Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that? and it's funny that you different?
5: said you've had, I've had a lot of ease with all of, there's been a, a lot of changes in the past, whatever, couple of months, and um, gone to some access classes, and I'm always listening and processing stuff. So there's been a lot of ease, and when there isn't ease is when I look at my bank account. Like, and then I'm like, okay, if it wasn't about the money, would there be ease? Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Exactly. And yes, there's this reality and, you know, taking care of things.
3: Yeah, no, no so what you made so vital about money that it's like it is the source of your reality
5: <sighs> ooh
3: ooh everything Ew, that is right. times a godzillion we just run and create it all
5: yes
3: right and wrong good and bad pot and pock all nine shorts boys and beyonds so you're making the money more vital than your creativity
4: uh
3: yes everything that is times a godzillion we just run and create it all
4: yes, yes.
3: Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys poison gods.
4: And you wouldn't be the only one doing that, Dana. Oh, my God. Huh. I mean, <laughs> it, really, it, it really
5: destroyed, like, crazy, cause I, when I'm being creative and have a ton to do or either have my hands on someone, like running bars or doing facilitation, or I've created a business so it's that and, like, I'm designing and building websites and doing other stuff, so I have my hands on something and I'm creating or contributing to something, it's amazing. It right. Just, yeah, yeah. It's just like, what would it take for a lot more of that? So, and I'm can not, I say, doing this other funny thing? So, when I'd th- like
3: to change a point of view for both of you, okay?
4: <laughs> cool.
5: <laughs>
3: okay. Awesome. There's a thing called wealth, and mm-hmm. there's a thing called riches. Yes. Rich people, people trying to be rich, always have to prove they have or have not. Right. People who are wealthy always create. Right. How many of you have not used your creativity, your wealth, to create money and riches? So you can, have, you can be rich and wealthy, or you can be poor and wealthy, or you can be poor and think about money all the time, but never get rich.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Everything that is, times a
3: God's decision, we just try not create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds.
4: So, Gary, Mm. can I tell on you, tell a story on you? So, one of the things that Gary said to me, I don't know, a couple months ago when I went to him with a similar kind of, well, I don't know what to do, blah, blah, and, and he just said, just keep creating. Just keep creating, create, and create some more, and keep creating, and keep creating. And every time I tap back into that, Dana, like you were talking about, everything disappears. All the crap disappears. And when I lock into bank accounts or this is or that's, um, it all reappears again, right? And and the thing that I love about that is it's that quick. It's that fast. It, it's nothing that I have to understand or or um, figure out or anything like that. I can just choose. Oh, what else could I create? What else could I create? Oh, this, 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 this.
3: How does that sound?
4: So that's like that well thing. And then yeah. and then Dana, the thing, the show that you were watching, the Playful Possibilities, is about like play. What if play is the energy of creation? And 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 so what if it what if it could be what if it is so much fun to create from that space?
3: And please remember. The change is just the possibility, the doors of possibility opening. Yes. It's not good or bad. there's some
5: big doors. Yeah.
3: <laughs> big doors, but it's like you're trying to come to a conclusion about the big doors and figure out how to yeah. fill them with, you know, cardboard or something, you know, rather than going, okay, what do I do with this? And how do I use this to my advantage? This is where you gotta come out of holding on to what you got. For fear you will have not.
4: Awesome.
5: That is awesome. Thank you.
3: Everything that brought up times of God. Is there anyone just trying to create it all? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Okay, feeling a little better, Dana?
5: Yes, thank you.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. You wanted <laughs> you to feel bad, not feel better.
4: Not, not not so cool
3: so please just get that it's like you know it's like change is merely you know the doors of possibility opening so what can i you know where can i go through this and ask this question in the morning okay where is this going to lead me today every choice creates a place every possibility creates something else where is this going to lead today not what's wrong with this not what's right about this what's not good about this not what's bad about this but where is this going to lead What other choices do I have here?
5: Well, can I ask you one more question about this that popped in when I was talking with someone the other day that whatever you're doing, like I'm creating a new business, so it was, and are you tapping into everybody else that's creating a new business in this reality and other and picking up on all of their thoughts, feelings, and emotions? Do you have any tips for that one? Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything I'm doing, you know, every crap go I am going to, I now destroy and great it all.
5: Awesome.
3: No, don't buy crap, even in bulk, because it's just cheap. It's not good. Got to create a different possibility. What would it be like if you created a different possibility?
4: And it's sort of like mimicking mimicking what Mm -hmm. other people view. uh, Yeah value as vital right like like the vi- that is vital to be be freaked out about doing a business rather than simply creating
3: yep and it's like the thing is you're not creating a you know it's like you're not creating a business you're just creating right something you're brilliant at in the first place can i ask you a question dana yes how often have you actually failed <laughs>
5: <laughs> never
3: yeah see it's like the problem is the one thing about humanoids is, is you never fail at anything you really want to do you only fail at the things you don't want to do interesting eh
5: yes yeah, very interesting
3: so as long as you're enjoying what you're doing chances are you will do fine
4: cool and okay. and then what if you what what if you choose to fail at the things you don't want to do just as a way of getting out of doing them, right?
3: Well, that's the reason you do that,
4: right? <laughs>
3: I don't want to do this, so I'm going to fail.
4: Exactly.
3: I'm going to get fired so that you know so that I don't have to do this anymore.
4: So I can legitimately fail, so people will get off my back, right? <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. I love legitimate failure.
4: Legitimate failure is awesome.
3: So how many of you have made it vital to legitimately fail? <laughs> oh God, Gary. <laughs> Everything that is times a godzillion. We just try not to create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shores, boys and beyonds. Lord, love a duck. Uh, I'm really, you know, amazed that people can, you know, like it's amazing that people can walk and talk and chew gum. Let me tell you, they <laughs> so hard against themselves.
4: And and it's amazing to me how. I, have, I didn't realize that and still sometimes don't realize that, that I'm actually doing that because it is so familiar. <clears throat> well,
3: it's kind of what we're taught, you know? Right. So thank you, Dana, for being on with us. Good luck thank with you your both. choices. And remember, you know, a couple of bottles of water, then you're looking at water all the time.
5: I <laughs> remember <The water laughs> that, Gary. Okay, good. Just remember, I you got a sense
3: of humor. You got a sense of humor, everything gets easier.
5: I do. I definitely do. Thank you. Okay.
3: Take care. Bye. Thanks, hon. So, that's pretty funny, huh?
4: It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Legitimate failure. I love it.
3: Legitimate failure. Yes. Legitimate so, what failure. have you done to make failure the vital, legitimate reality? <laughs> everything that is times of a godzilla, we just turn not great at all. Right, and wrong good and bad pot and pock all nine shorts, boys and beyond.
4: Uh, cool, 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 cool. Ah, very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, and and then, and then it's so easy just to choose something else. like that what I love about access, it's just having the awareness of, oh, that's what I'm up to, and then oh, I can just ask questions. Like, where is this going to lead? Or what else is possible here? Or what's right about this I'm not getting? Or yeah. whatever. And, and it, it just the change, can, the transformation can be is instantaneous. It's just like, point. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: I got another story about that when we come back from break, but we're going to have to go to a break here shortly because yeah. uh, it's that time.
4: Yay. <laughs>
3: Yay. Yeah, I love breaks. <laughs> I don't like breaks, but, you know, you have to take a break once in a while, otherwise you break a leg. No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll be back shortly with the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America, the Empowerment Network.
2: Live up to your fullest potential.
0: Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift.
6: When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com Your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to Accessconsciousness.com to learn more.
2: Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate change succeed you are tuned in to access consciousness to join in on the discussion today please call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com now back to the show.
1: Welcome to the world.
3: welcome back everybody. It's Gary and uh, and uh, I have uh, Miss Anne Maxwell with me as my co-host today because Doctor Dane was not available. And uh, the poor guy, he's working all the time. He's just about to go get on, you know, a cruise ship. I keep telling him, "Oh, it's the love boat. You're going on the love boat." How awesome
4: with, is that, Dr. Dane on the love boat? I love it. <laughs> yeah,
3: except it's not a love boat. It's, you know, it's, like it's people doing something with it.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. No problem. So letting go of stuff.
3: Okay. So it's like, you know, it's like one of the, let's see, I had an idea for something I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, one of the things that occurred is it's like uh, for Christmas, I got Dane a new headboard for his bed because he wanted something a little more spectacular with his room. And uh, so I got him this headboard and I had this, it's like, and I tried to get it sent and the guy couldn't do it and wouldn't do it and didn't do it. And I tried to find places in Illinois that could do it and they couldn't, you know, nobody could get it together. So finally, this guy said he was, so I gave it to our personal assistant to handle, and so he tried to handle it while I was gone, and the guy said, well, I have to have a special box made for it, and what he did is he got this giant-ass box (laughs) It was like four times the size of what it was, and didn't put anything in it to protect the thing, so it got busted on the way here, you know, and it's like, and I'm going, oh, my God, this is crazy. And so I called all the people I knew here in Texas that could, might be able to fix it. And they, you know, it's like, and nobody's available. Everybody's gone someplace. And so I went, okay, so who else can I call? So I called our contractor. I said, do you have anybody who could do some delicate fixing on some wood stuff? And she goes, well, I got one guy who might be able to do it. And I said, good, send him over. So within half an hour, he's here, and he's actually here right now looking at this thing to try and fit this thing back together. So hopefully it'll all work, but we'll see. At any rate, you just ask questions. Okay, where can I go? Who can I see? What is possible? What's possible here? And it's like, and looking at all this stuff and realizing that there's so much more that's possible that most of us don't ever look at. What would it right. take for all of us to step up to the awareness of what we have available instead of pretending that we have nothing available? It could be a whole different world.
4: And, and one, of the, one of the things to... That I find um, really helpful to let go of is the is the need to it's almost like the need to protect yourself isn't that what all the judgments do is is it's just a way of I, I'm doing a bars class and and some of the people in the bars class were talking about needing to have walls up and to and and like that and that's that's the same mentality as hanging on to stuff and not letting go of stuff and not asking questions and not being open to to change and to um you know the doors of possibility that open as a result of choosing something completely different
2: yeah
4: yeah i mean that's what that's what happened like last year a lot of people would look at my year last year as a as the year from hell and i look at it as the most expansive year that i've had in like certainly in recent memory where right yeah and, and my world is completely different now, and, and I'm not on familiar ground. And so um, it gets pretty uncomfortable sometimes, but if I don't have a point I, of I view. I have a question. Yeah. Is
3: that really discomfort?
4: Well, no, it's just unfamiliarity, I think. Some,
3: okay, so in other words, comfort is familiarity.
4: Right, and in this And comfort reality.
3: is anything that doesn't match the familiarity that you've decided is comfortable.
4: Right. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for that. Because it's okay. not really that uncomfortable.
3: No, it's yeah. just the adventure of living.
4: Yes. Oh, my God. And the no. doors of possibility that keep opening up that don't open when you're locked into the old crap, the stuff the in the comfortableness. house. Comfortableness.
3: When you're trying to do comfortable, you're trying to live with old crap as though old crap is a good thing.
4: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, right. And all those sayings oh, it's comfortable like old slippers, right? <laughs>
3: Yeah. And what's good about old slippers? What's I personally don't I like old slippers. Ugh. A comfortable pair of old shoes. Right. Uh old shoes are not that nice and they're yeah. look like crap. Yeah. So now, everything that brought up for everybody. Can we just try and create all that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, meons. Yeah, so, it's always sort of amusing and amazing to me. It's like you know, people say, well, you have so much going on, in your life, how do you handle it all? I said, easy. And they go, right. what do you mean easy? Easy. You just handle it. Right.
4: Right. What? Exactly.
3: And they're always trying to get me to define what it means to handle it easy. Right. Uh, you just handle it. You deal with it. If you come to no conclusions and you're always in question, then nothing is hard to deal with.
4: And people say to me sometimes, "Wow, you work so hard. You work so many long hours. Or isn't it hard doing all that? Isn't that change that you just went through wasn't that hard?" And there's there's a there's a it's almost like change is defined and this reality is hard, when yeah. actually it's not. And and so there's something Gary, there's something about the adventure of living, that yeah. is really it's it's like it's awesome and it's so different because it isn't couched in. Yeah. Um, the shoulds and the haftas of this reality. Adventure is an adventure, and it's and I and I tap back into the energy of this of this baby that's in the class. He's six months old, and everything is an adventure for him. I he was he was fussing. People in the room weren't letting go of stuff, and I'm I'm uh, I'm doing the class at a friend's house and and she and her husband have got a couple of fish tanks that have tropical fish in them and they're huge and so i took him over to look at the fish tank and his whole world i mean his whole body just slid up right and and that was like life is an adventure for him like that every he turns a corner and there's something that he hasn't seen before and it's like oh and that's the energy of babies and the energy of toddlers the, oh, right that
3: why is that the energy of us
4: Exactly. I want exactly. Cuz the
3: reality is if you live from that sense of adventure and that that space of you know being in the curiosity and the wonder of everything
4: yes. like literally
3: everything becomes fun.
4: Yeah, <laughs> He reached over to touch the glass on the tank and the fish were all, the, a lot of the fish were sort of around him. And there were a couple in particular that are really friendly fish. You know, they get it about people on the other side. And, and he reached his hand out to them and they swam towards his hand. And he turned around and he looked up at me and his eyes were just popping out of his face. And I thought, oh, my God, this is so fun. This is just awesome. And, and what would it be like if life was like that all the time, right? Well, it should be. Yeah. So-
3: the exactly. question I have is At what age did you decide you had to become a jaded adult who never, never had a, the adventure of living?
4: I think I was two.
3: Yeah, I know. Weird. <laughs> <or not>. You <laughs> yeah. started early to be an old I lady. way early. Two, you were an old lady.
4: I was You're an, an old
3: lady at time. We just trying to create it all. Yes. Right and right, good and bad, pot and puck, all nine shorts, boys and me out. It's a question Has this last year when you've had all this change been more like childhood should have been?
4: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Can I tell a story too? I took care of uh, my husband and I took care of my mom when, um, for the last two years of her life. And, and my mom was, my mom and I used to play together somewhat, but, but she was also the one that I, I conformed to that I mimicked so that everything became very serious and like that. And so, um, she had really profound dementia and towards the end, I would um, get her ready for bed, and and I would take her into the bathroom, and she couldn't undress herself, and so I'd undress her, and you know, give her a toothbrush and toothpaste and blah blah blah. And and she, and this is a this is a direct quote. She was blow she blew her nose, and I went, oh my god, mama, holy mackerel! And she's in her nineties, and I'm in my fifties, and she says to me just and she's laughing and she says disrespectful child right and i thought that's how i grew up as every time i laughed or i did something like over the edge i was the disrespectful child and i am becoming the disrespectful child that i that i was never allowed to be you know
3: yeah well it's way more fun
4: it's totally way more fun
3: yeah it just makes a big difference, you know it's like it's way more fun to have that adventure of living, which is never never being jaded. I mean I always find it interesting. I will, you know it's like'll go you know, it's like I'll go look at things all the time. It's like I went to, uh, I went to an antique shop a few days ago, and I found this this door that was for sale, and I went, "Wow, that thing's really cool looking. Uh, where can I use that?" And I went, "Uh. Oh, I have no use of that. But it's really cool looking. And uh, then I came home and I was going through my new bathroom and I went, Jesus, it would be nice to have a real medicine cabinet where I could put stuff because I have no storage in this particular bathroom. And all of a sudden I remembered that door and I went, wow, maybe I could turn that door into a medicine cabinet and I could put it, where could I put it? And I found a place right outside my bathroom that I could put that up. And it will look really cool. And it would look like it was meant to be there. And it's like, and all of a sudden, I now have a potential medicine cabinet. I awesome. went back today to pick it up. It was 50% off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just by asking questions, where can I use this?
4: Right. Right. Exactly. And the cool thing about that is that when you ask the question, when I ask questions now, thanks to you and Dane and Access, I get that even if I don't have a there i get a sense of it instantly once i ask the question and even though I, like with you it took you a while to get that oh yeah i could use it as a medicine cabinet door didn't you have a sense that there was that there was a possibility there even though yeah yeah totally. yeah
3: you know it's and like it's, and the thing is that it's like when you're a kid you're always curious about what you can do with the things you find and you're always curious about what's possible to actually create from what you what you come in contact with. But right. For some right. reason, we all get into these fixed points of view and the fixity of our points of view create the limitation and the lack of joy of living that we are creating from. Right. So how many fixities of viewpoint do you have that keep you from having the joy of living? Everything that is, times a godzillion, we're just trying to create it all.
4: Yes. Riding
3: on, getting bad, holy moly, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds.
4: Yowza. Yowza. So yeah. Many, I, what? Go
3: ahead. So, how many fixities of point of points of view are you using to eliminate the joy of living? You could be choosing yeah. everything that is times a godzillion. We're just trying to create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Hmm.
4: In the bars class, there are uh, two teenagers, an eight-year-old, a baby, and four adults. And um, after the first trade, they started. We started on the second trade, and the the two teenagers were sort of giggling. Everybody was giggling and laughing. The whole room was really light. And one of the somebody said, "Wow, it's really different this time around." And one of the teenagers, just with this huge grin on her face, said, "Yeah, it's because we're all BFFs now, right? Best friends forever." And everybody cracked up. And it's it's that lightness, that joy, that adventure, that willingness to. To have that's, joy. That, that's um,
3: one of the things I love about the bars. It's like when yeah. you do bars, it's like the closeness you feel to somebody is just amazing.
4: Right, right.
3: It blows me away. Right. I got a got a big kick. I you know, met this guy in in New York City and he started, he came to bars class. He did foundational level one and then he never came back. And so I went to New York and I contacted him just to see what was going on in his life. He said, What are you doing? He says I'm having the best time of my life. And I said, said, oh, really? He said, what are you doing? Well, you know the bars? I go, yeah. He says, what I do is I meet a lady and I offer to run her bars. It's like like I used to invite them up to see my etchings. Now I just invite them to get their bars done. And 90% of the time, I get laid. (laughs) I went, I'm not sure that's a good advertisement for bars, but okay. Right. You know, so for him, it's like, Doing bars is a way of having sex. You know, right. I just think it's very funny because people get close under those t- circumstances when they're like really aware of stuff.
4: They totally do, and their bodies love it. Their bodies yeah. do really love it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love
3: that about I love that about access.
4: So grateful for that and for you. So
3: what fixities of uh, viewpoint do you have to make sure that you've lost the joy of living? You could be choosing. Everything that is times a godzillion, we're just trying to create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds.
4: Ugh. No kidding.
3: My goodness, there's a lot of charge on that. Apparently a whole lot of people have fixities of viewpoints. Ugh. So how many fixities of viewpoints are you using to create the place where you have no choice? Are you choosing? Everything that is, times of Godzillion, we just want to create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds.
4: So thank you for having me on the show, Gary. I really appreciate it.
3: You're so welcome. Thanks for being here. Yep. So are we done?
4: We're done. Really? Yeah. It <laughs> was
3: such a short show. I, I the end. I know, oh, well. we
4: are done.
3: So thanks, everybody, for joining us on Access Consciousness. And I hope this allows all of you to get rid of a lot of your garbage, mainly your fixed points of view, and also the places where you're not willing to allow yourself to have the joy of living. And hopefully you've learned a couple of things. And join us next week, and we'll have some other topic. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it'll be
4: awesome.
3: <laughs> and
2: we'll see you all soon.